How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Train Camp Podcast. I uh, hope everyone's like staying. It's gonna be really weird. I hope y'all are staying like warm, um, or maybe cold. I don't really know what the weather's been like right now because this morning it was snowing like crazy. When I say like crazy, I mean literally like crazy. Um, it didn't stop for like an hour, and then it was 55 degrees for the rest of the day, and then now all of a sudden uh, it's like 32. So if the rest of y'all are like <laughs> us in Utah. I'm sorry that it's been like this. <laughs> um, yeah, it was nice. It was like snow covering all the houses because I'm I'm in an apartment building, so I'm like elevated, so I can see the roofs of houses. Uh, it was like covering the roofs of houses. The street was covered, and then I went to a Zoom class and and left, and then it was just gone. So that's wild. We this Utah's crazy. It's probably just Utah. Let's be real. But hey, spring is rolling around soon. I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know about you guys. We didn't have much of a winter here. It wasn't really cold in December. It was like 45 degrees and sunny, sometimes in the 50s during December. And then even into January, it was pretty warm. And then like towards the second half of January, we started to get snow. And then February, we got like all the snow uh, that we usually get within the span of one month. So it was nice to be normal for once. And then it's going to be like 55, 60 degrees next week. So yeah. Wild times we live in. Uh, welcome back to Train Camp Podcast. So first things first, as always, we're going to hop into the news of the day. So biggest headline for this, or news of the week. Big, biggest news from this week, obviously, was the Tiger uh, Tiger Woods crash. If you didn't know, if you've been living under a rock, Tiger Woods, if you don't know who that is, I'm not going to go into that because you know who Tiger Woods is, whether you like golf or not. Uh, Tiger Woods was involved in a single-person automobile accident yesterday morning. I think it was at 7 a.m., and uh, luckily, there were no life-threatening injuries. He just, uh, I think what ended up happening is he fractured both of his legs. So prayers up and shout out to uh, Tiger Woods. Hope he has a speed recovery, obviously. Um, I don't want to say that his golfing career might be over after this. I would love to be able to see him get back on the course one more time and maybe win a Masters. That would be sick. I mean, after last year when he came back, and won, or was that two years ago when he came back and won the Masters, uh, that'd be sick if after two, you know, two, broke, two fractured legs, he was able to come back and do it again. That would be amazing. I, I'm praying for that to happen. That would be sick. Um, but I mean, literally just hoping that he can, you know, walk the course with his son and help his son become a, be- a better golfer um, as he ages up and essentially just try to live a normal life like he's been. So prayers up to Tiger Woods. Uh, another big news that actually got released today, Wednesday, this records the day before it gets posted if you don't know that. Um, so the biggest news today was that Rappaport and Schefter both reported that it seems like the quarterback carousel for right now is just over. Uh, the Jets aren't getting any significant offers, and they don't really want to move off of Darnold quite yet. Um, Marcus Mariota, his, his offers have dried up, and so and just other quarter. Those those are like kind of the two main ones that were left right now. Obviously Russell Wilson as well, but everything is just kind of settled for right now, um, which doesn't really surprise me. I think since we're getting closer to the draft teams would want to see what other teams are going to do in the draft first and then i'm sure right when the draft right when the draft is either happening or after it happens that's when we're going to see so many trades that i should have i should have so much content for the podcast after the draft um switching to the nba the rockets have announced that they do plan to release demarcus cousins kind of weird in my opinion that they're not like because i'm sure that there are teams that'll be willing to trade for him because he's on a low contract he could help out some contained teams you never know um there are teams that are in need of a big man for cheap and I, I just don't understand. I mean, the Rockets could probably get, I mean, minimum a second, but maybe even just like a player in return. So I don't understand why they don't just trade him. 
but they're gonna release him. Maybe that's what Boogie wanted, and they're just honoring what he wants. Which is weird, too, because the... Oh, I was gonna say the Rockets weren't roll, but I was thinking of the Wizards for some reason. Um, I mean, the Rockets haven't been horrible since Harden was traded. Everyone thought they'd be a lot worse than they are. But um, I think this is just gonna set up what's gonna happen for Houston for the future. I mean, they're gonna lose Boogie. Uh, they're probably going to lose Victor Oladipo. I doubt they're going to resign him for what he wants in a contract. Uh, it's basically just going to be Christian Wood by himself with the million draft picks that the <laughs> the Rockets have acquired. The Rockets are basically the Celtics from a couple years ago, but only with like one promising player. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know why they're not going to trade DeMarcus Cousins. Kind of weird. Uh, not NFL or NBA or sports related, but Spider-Man 3 title has been announced. I'm a huge movie dork, and I also love the MCU so much. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. So stoked for this. I'm not going to theorize anything <laughs> because that gives us nothing except maybe it's called No Way Home because Peter, get Peter, because in all the, all the images we've been given so far, Peter, MJ, and Ned are together. Maybe Peter, MJ, and Ned got sucked into another multiverse because of WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness, and so there's no way home because he's stuck in another universe. Possibly the same universe where Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are stuck as well. I don't know, because there's also been pictures that like Mysterio flyers are on the wall, and it's like, we believe, and then also like they would, they teased J. Jonah Jameson in the last movie, so I don't think they teased that without, you know, having him be prominent in the next movie. So, uh, maybe I'm grasping, but hey, maybe it ends that way. We don't know. Anyway, no matter it, uh, no matter the title or whatever. Super stoked for this. It comes up this December. Seems really soon, honestly. I would have thought it would have been because they started, uh, they started filming. I think August or September of last year. So I guess maybe film for films usually film for like six to seven months, and I guess just everything's post. So ah, maybe I'm excited. Super stoked for that. And lastly, uh, TMZ. They sent out a video, they tweeted out a video, or they released a video, essentially. Uh, in an interview, like, quick interview with Juju, because TMZ loves to just pull people aside, because kind of assholes. <laughs> Sorry, TMZ. It's kind of, your rep, you know it, not me. Um, they pulled, they caught Juju in LA, and they were, like, interviewing him, and he said he wants to be a Steeler for life. So, again, I've stated I would love to have Juju back, even through all of his bullshit from last season. Uh, he's young, he's going to grow. I mean, he was literally the oldest, he was the veteran receiver in that receiving room. So, um, I'd love to have him back. I think he's super underrated. I just think, you know, we had a season where uh, you Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges were our quarterbacks, so he just didn't get the production that everyone was expecting him to be. I think everyone also kind of expected him to be like an, an Antonio Brown version too, but, you know, he kind of had his production from the success of Antonio Brown. So, people were just giving his expectations a little... They were, they were having different expectations than they should have had. They should have monitored those. So that everyone now hates Juju too because TikTok, whatever. I'm happy for that. Uh, I think Juju's great. I'd, if he signs for cheap, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have him because I think just running back with the receiving core would be awesome. Speaking of the Steelers, literally, okay. I love it when, or I hate it when, <laughs> so I'm a Steelers fan. Everyone knows that. There are moments on the podcast where literally the banner you guys see will be like obligatory Steelers talk because sometimes it just seeps its way in a conversation. Not this time. The entire segment is about to be about the Steelers. But everyone in the media lately has been talking about the Big Ben contract dis like dispute with, or not dispute, but the just everything surrounding it with Pittsburgh and how you just, okay, no one besides like Steelers beat reporters, players uh, who play with Ben obviously and play for the Steelers and play uh and just fans of the team no one knows what the fuck they're, ta the fuck they're talking about when it comes to this whole thing because everyone looks at this and listen for the most like 99 percent of the time looking at stats i'm fine with but i'm starting to 
like because of this story, I'm gonna start caring about stats a little bit less, and I need to watch a little more game when it comes to other players, and I'll watch this more. Because even though the stats are great, yeah, his yards aren't great, but Ben threw for 32 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. Fun fact, he was like 21 and 3 when we were 11 and 0. So that's a thing. Um, also, quickest uh, release of the football, which doesn't just mean he's throwing short, but it means he's protecting himself. Um, oh, what were other things? Oh, I don't know. How about Pittsburgh was ranked 32nd in running, in rush in rush offense. Yeah. Or uh, Pittsburgh's O-line started off ranked top 10 and ended the season bottom 20. Or the fact that Pittsburgh lost four players due to key injuries this season. I mean, we can count maybe five or six. But, you know, those also happen too. But everyone is like, oh, Ben stays. He's hurting the team. No. And then because the argument everyone's making is like, well, Ben wasn't there and they went 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, and when Ben came back, we went 11-0. and And you guys cannot blame the last five weeks, essentially four because Ben didn't play the last week. We can't blame the last four weeks on Ben because the offense itself didn't change. Randy Finkner, if you've even been on my channel, you know about Randy Finkner. He didn't change anything about the offense. Teams came out after the season and were like, yeah, the Steelers are like one of the easiest teams to read because... They just didn't change anything. Pittsburgh's offense didn't evolve. We had these great things at the beginning of the season. Like, we were implementing brand new things. Thank you, Matt Canada, by the way, who's our new OC. Super stoked about that. But, like, we were running more jet sweeps. We were getting the wide receivers more involved because our run game wasn't working. So we were opening everything up. But then week 11 came, and Randy's like, I got the biggest schlong here, so I'm just going to call the plays that suck. And if they don't work, well, screw it because I'm going to throw this bad boy over my shoulder. And... And uh, just keep doing it because no one can tell me what to do because we're 11 or not. It's probably all because of me. No. <laughs> so when people are like, yeah, Ben's the problem. Ben is literally not the problem. You could watch these games. Why do you think we beat the Colts? Because the second half and the report leaked. It was that Ben had come out uh, at halftime and was like, yeah, I'm not going to listen to Randy's play calling anymore. And what did the media do? Ben Roethlisberger is not listening to his offensive coordinator. How disrespectful. The balls on that man. Un but like everyone was like, oh, no, 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 no one was like, oh, wow, it's kind of weird that they were sucking when Ben wasn't calling the plays, but then they did great when Ben did call the plays. No, because the media just loves to hate on Big Ben because he's not this poster child with like a perfect chin. Well, you know what? Ben has a great chin. I'm sure Ben has an amazing chin. It may not be Tom Brady's chin, but it's a great chin, I'm sure. And everyone's always like, Ben doesn't put in the season, for the, uh, doesn't put in the work in the offseason. Did you guys not pay attention to any of the reports last, last summer? He literally went through rehab, and then he stopped drinking. He got involved with the Christ. I sounded like Pat McAfee there. He got involved with, like, going to church, and... He started doing off-season workouts, and he started working with his players. He took his players on this whole thing, and he's been doing that for years, but apparently, you know, no one ever talks about it because everyone hates Ben Roethlisberger. But, I mean, literally, I don't understand. Everyone thinks that Ben's the problem. Now, I will say this. Ben with $41 million to the, con to the, to the, to the cap, that's the problem. <laughs> I love you, Ben, but... You can't do this. You mean you? You can't do this by yourself. You need some offensive line. We just lost Pouncey. But here's the other thing. No one's talking about. Ben has openly come out and said, "I will play for nothing." Now it's literally impossible because the way his contract works, the minimum he can like make is twenty-one million dollars. So that's twenty million off of his off of his cap hit, which essentially is half of his cap hit. So if he's saying, "I will play for nothing," and you know, obviously his contract. 
he will play for as little as he can. He's still making $21 million. That's less than Jared Goff. That's less than Carson Wentz. That's less than Matthew Stafford. That's less, less, less than, actually, Matthew Stafford's 17 million. But that's less than what Dak Prescott wants. Like, that's a, that's one of the lower paid quarterbacks in the league. It's less than Tom Brady. It's less than Drew Brees if he w- was to come back. So he's making no money, essentially, in comparison to other quarterbacks. And he has said he will do that, but everyone's like, Ben Roethlisberger is un- un- unbelievable. Why would he want to come back? They lost in the playoffs in the first round to the Browns. They went 11-0 and then lost their last five, four out of five. Like, are you kidding me? Why does everyone... I think Pittsburgh... Here's the thing. I'm about to piss a bunch of people off, but this is facts. This is going to piss you off because it's true. Y'all hate... You, y'all love to hate on the Steelers because you're so pissed off and jealous at the consistency they have had for the past... Four decades, yeah. There were a couple. There was a couple, you know, four or five year spans where Pittsburgh was like eight and eight for every single year. But Pittsburgh, since like the fifties, has been one of the most consistent and talked about teams in the league and relevant teams in the league because they run their organization really well. Three head coaches in the past four de- five decades or twenty twenty five decades. So I think it's just a jealousy thing. I think it's very similar to the Patriots, except the Patriots don't get me started on the Patriots. Because goddamn is that impressive, but hate the Patriots. Same reason why people probably love to hate on the Steelers, except at least I can respect Tom Brady. Yeah, I didn't like I like him now because he's not on the Patriots, but I didn't like him, but I respected him because I know what he's done has been fucking hard. Yeah, there's been bumps in the road for him. What NFL athlete hasn't? So I don't, it just bothers me, man. It just bothers the shit out of me. The fact that like no one is, for my notes, for this segment, I wrote Big Ben, Big Stupidity. Because, th- not because Ben's being stupid, but because everyone that's covering this, except for Stephen A. Smith, a Steelers fan, everyone's covering this as if Ben's the problem. Ben's not the problem. You we get that defense back healthy if we give Juju back che- uh, for cheap. Honestly, I don't think James Conner was the problem. I think it was the offensive schematics because for the first for the first five weeks of the season, James Conner had a touchdown in every single game. So don't think James Conner's problem, even though he's not going to come back. It's been announced, which sucks because I really like James Conner. Because like, look at this. Okay, stay there. Don't move. Look at this. Look at. Hold on. Look at this. Look at this. Look at. Hold on. Look at this. Okay. Here's a fun fact. Two seasons later, retired. Two seasons later, released. Two seasons later, re- not resigned. That's what's happened two years after I've gotten every one of these jerseys. So, JP, I'm sorry I gave you a Derwin jersey. No, I can't even rep my boy. I can't even rep my boy James because he's not even on the team anymore, which is probably not even his fault. I mean, he wasn't even injured last year. The big hit on him before wasn't he's a bad running back. It was he's an injured running back who's good when he plays, and he played all last season. But Randy Finkner's so bad that he wasn't able to do anything. Did the banner change at some point to obligatory sealer talks? That's kind of what got into. Um, yeah, no, I think Ben coming back at $20 million is great. Cam Hayward just restructured his contract to get $7 million off. So if Ben does restructure down to $21 million, that opens up $27 million, which means we can get Bud Dupree back, which would be freaking awesome, even though I think we'd probably franchise tag him because he's coming off an ACL injury, so we want to see how he performs. Um, again, I love you, Bud Dupree, but it's a business. Um, but, so we'd get Bud Dupree back with that. We still have $27 million to spend. We can give... 
Juju, you want to come back for $7 million? You want to come back for super cheap, making a bunch of money on TikTok? We could give Juju for $7 million, and there we go. That's basically our entire team. We could maybe sign an O-lineman, and then in the draft, maybe just... I mean, I like Benny Snow and Anthony McFarland, and I'm really excited for having Matt Cannon as our OC, but like maybe in like the fifth round or the fourth round draft for running back because it's really not a priority. Our priority is offensive line. Uh, we got Ebron still too. I love him as a target. Maybe just send everyone to like you know how in, in NBA 2K you can like send everyone to like a certain training camp. Maybe just send everyone to a, a catching training camp so people stop dropping the ball because Big Ben also led the league in dropped passes. So that's another thing because Big Ben literally was the only reason this team went. 11 and 0 and then eventually 12 and 4 and probably could have gone like 13 and 3 14 and 2 if Randy Finkner wasn't our offensive coordinator besides the point <laughs> Big Ben staying is the best thing that can happen for Pittsburgh right now you can't change my mind about that because you here's the thing if you look at the stats you might be like oh well I mean touchdowns wise he's pretty good and interception wise it's a kind of high but I guess kind of good for Ben but his yards were super low so he probably was ass he still is a cannon he's not Drew Brees all of a sudden I'll say that but like again look at the stats you could be like oh with the maybe it's bad but you can't just look at the stats here you have to watch the game in his most recent game my man threw for almost 500 yards and he had four touchdowns yeah he had four interceptions three of them were in the first quarter Two of them were batted, so and one of them was uh, oh, it's outside. One of them was battered off, or uh, was uh, tipped off of Deontay Johnson's fingertips. So essentially, one of them was his fault. Don't get me started on the Titans game because that's three interceptions right there off the board. One was a halftime heave, one was tipped, and another one was tipped. So there's six, six interceptions off the board right there. So don't get me started on. He's not the problem. Just watch just watch the game and you'll know that Randy Finkner was ass. He was dog shit. He was garbage. Anyways, in the next segment, we got my guest for the show coming on. We're going to talk the NBA All-Stars as well as, uh, the, you know, I have an obligatory Steelers talk. I should have an obligatory Cowboys talk because... We're going to be talking about Dak and his contract injury, and then, of course, but I mean as well. So stick around for that, you guys. How's it going, buddy? Welcome back to Train Camp Podcast. If you guys didn't miss it, we did talk about the news of the week as well as the whole Big Ben rumors and the controversy going on with this contract. But this time, boys, we're breaking barriers because every single time I've had a guest, they've been on the couch. But unfortunately, this motherfucker that I'm bringing on today doesn't he just can't come to the couch because this dude lives like 400 states away. <laughs> We've never met in person. We've literally, like, maybe even seen each other via FaceTime, like, once. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, Mr. Cinco-Tube 5, <laughs> Mr. Chipper. Welcome to the podcast, my guy. All right, thank you for having me. How you been? How's how's the Illinois weather out there? Uh, actually, cor- cor- quick correction, Michigan. I've, oh, I've that's been, right. You're just yeah, a Bears Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Bears fan. I'm a Bears fan. Um, that's right. That's because, uh, that's because, I mean, I live, like, an hour outside of the city. Oh, okay. So it's basically, basically Illinois where Illinois. you are then. Basically Illinois. Okay. Yes. So it was tomato potato there. So yep, yep, has yep. it been snowy there or are you just straight it, chilling? It has been very snowy. Very snowy. Do you like the snow? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, it's nice. Right. It's nice, but then it gets annoying. And I'm like, all right, I'm tired of this. I'm ready for summertime. Hey, don't worry about it. It's going to get warm soon. Anyway, so as you guys heard, he is a Bears fan. And you, what's your basketball team? I know you like the Suns, but what's your team? No, it's, it's, it's the Bulls, it's I'm the guessing, Bulls, right? It's the Bulls, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I used to be a huge Bulls fan when we first met. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the Bulls, the All-Star teams were officially announced. And big controversy was that Devin Booker was not selected. 
Um, he will be the Anthony Davis replacement they announced today. But, I mean, he wasn't one of the original selections. For me, I'm on the side of, like, hey, that's that's a snub. I don't get it. How can you be leading the West in points and fourth in the conference uh, seating-wise for your team and not be selected as an all-star? Um, other players that were uh, widely talked about online as being snubs were uh, Demonis Sabonis, Bam Adebayo, as well as Trey Young. I'm curious your thoughts on the all-star selections. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of... You know, when Devin Booker year in year out puts up those numbers and they say, oh, you're not winning, you know, you, you can't, you know, also, you, you know, the Suns have always been 14th, 13th, you know, in the West, but uh, now he's finally doing that, leading his team to fourth uh, in the Western Conference as the time of this recording. Um, and he's still putting up those numbers. And I mean, to disrespect him again like that, it's just, it's, it's kind of insane to me. Um, Sabonis, another one, I, I think he very well deserving of an all star. Uh, I think the Ben Simmons, the Ben Simmons thing is a little iffy. I don't know about that, but uh, well, you're saying that Ben Simmons being selected is iffy. I mean, I'm fine with it because you know he's. Because I mean, I could pull up a certain tweet that you unpinned from your Twitter <laughs> like four years ago, saying at Ben Simmons, you're a bust, calling it now, and it's for some reason no longer pinned. Um, but no, no, I mean, like I will say that's one of the hardest things when it comes like picking snubs who are snubbed for the Austin games. You have to pick someone that you'd have to kick out in order for that player to be in. I guess, obviously, in this case, we're not going to have to have the conversation anymore because D-Book is taking Anthony Davis's place. But, I mean, like, if you look at, uh, again, like the players that we mentioned, you got Sabonis, other players being talked about in the East, uh, so, uh, Trey Young and Bam Adebayo, like, who are you going to take out? And you think Ben Simmons, who, I mean, I will say started off the season pretty mediocre for how he is, but I think he's gotten a little better. He's been adapting throughout the season. Why, why don't you think Ben Simmons? No, is I, I do it. No, I, I do. It's just I'm looking at the names, and obviously, I'm so glad Zach Levine's in there. That's very well deserved. Very um, well deserved. But I mean, I, I boil it down. And I'm like Ben Simmons is. I mean, yes, he's. I I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the All Star game, but I'm saying over Sabonis, it's a little. I I, I really like Sabonis, and I think he's a uh, doing a good job in Indiana. And, this uh, morning, I, I wouldn't have, like, I like Levine, and I think he deserves it because not only is he balling out, but he's basically trying his best to carry the Bulls team right now, which hasn't been, like, let's say horrible. I think people were expecting them to be one of the worst, like, bottom two, three teams in the league. But, I mean, he's he's carrying them in a manner that you just usually don't see players do on these horrible teams. I think if I, no. like, yes, I definitely agree. I definitely agree Devin Booker is a snub, but I think Demonis Sabonis I think it was probably like a coin toss between him and Zach Levine, and I would totally take Zach Levine because Zach Levine is the only player on the Bulls, and he's trying his best to carry the Bulls right now. Wait, hold on. Mom, no. We're recording it. Oh, okay. I told her like like five times, like, do not come downstairs. (laughs) Nah, it's fine, man. No one cares. No. This is is the most unprofessional (laughs) professional podcast in the world, so don't worry about it. Um... Oh, that's that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't... Not embarrassed at all. Um... Yeah, sorry. Just re- restate what you said there at the end. I, I was just saying, I think, I think Sabonis, I think Sabonis uh, didn't get in because Levine did. I think since Levine mm-hmm. is, has the ability to carry this horrible Bulls team and the way that they've been set up lately, I think. And of course, you know, you guys haven't had marketing in the entire time because of injury, and so I think that's the reason Sabonis didn't get is because you know the the Pacers are in a better set position compared to the Bulls, and so you got Levine balling out on a really bad team compared to Sabonis balling out on an average team. Yeah, and I, that's that's what that's what uh, the inconsistency though about. That is that, you know, like I said, last year and all these previous years, Devin Booker falling out, um, they, didn't, they didn't give it to him. Um, or the, I mean, the consistency actually of 
I mean, it, I guess they didn't put Sabonis in, but you put Levine in, which is, uh, like I said, I really like. But, I mean, they put Levine in on this Bulls team, who's doing good, but uh, still, you know, not, not a top-tier team. But they don't give it to Booker for the past few years. So the inconsistency is a little annoying on the All-Star game. But Yeah, it's wild. You got a guy who dropped 73 a couple – or 70 a couple seasons ago, and he didn't make it the following season. Yeah. And this season he's been balling out with Chris Paul, who – you know, in his, in his own right, he's probably going to be in contention for MVP just because of what he's been able to do with the Suns. Um, and so the fact that he wasn't initially chosen, that's just BS in my mind. Um, I will say, I mean, the one that I do agree with not making it is Trey Young. And mm-hmm. this is why. This, that's probably kind of controversial because I think just a lot of people like Trey Young. I like Trey Young a lot too. But the thing that pisses me off about him is something that pisses me off about James Harden a lot too is he just draws a lot of free throws. Now, in the difference between him and James Harden, James Harden's just a natural scorer. Uh, since Trey Young's kind of smaller, he doesn't have as much muscle to him. He can't get to the basket with ease, kind of like Harden can. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's averaging, I think, 26 per game. But it, I, half of that is free throws. And he's pissing off people. And so I know, you know, the, the starters are basically a fan selection, but the reserves are a mixture of fan and coaches selecting the players, too. The coaches are selected. And, I mean, even Steve Nash came out and was like, yeah, this isn't what basketball is supposed to be when he's talking about Trey Young. So I think Trey Young not making it is pretty fair. I know he made it last year, but last year, you know, he kind of made – he had that sophomore year where if you're a sophomore player, kind of like Zion this year, you just have a great season, they're going to select you at the All-Star game. I think this year – People are starting to see that it's really free throw oriented, and he's not the same player as last year. Do you think Trey Young was a pretty fair snub, or do you think he shouldn't have been in? <clears throat> I mean, I like Trey Young. I've been watching him. Uh, I've been watching him a lot recently. I I like him, but I don't know. I mean, if you ex- if you extend the field of players, I think definitely he's in the next you know five. But I don't think over any of these players that are in, he should be in. Uh, I think that's fair. I think that's a, that's actually a really good. I think that's what people should be doing. Is you should have the, like three different tiers. You should have you know the starters, the reserves, and then just the almost mm-hmm. reserves players that you think like okay they could be on the brink of it. But again, when you think of almost reserves, you don't think of Devin Booker. <laughs> no, you don't. So you don't. it's like you'd be like oh yeah, I mean this dude's balling out. Of course he's gonna be an all star. So yeah. that's definitely a hard situation. I think another thing that sucks too is the West is just stacked with players and the East is not. <laughs> so <laughs> like and it's like essentially you have all these great players in the West because that's where everyone, like, I think the West is just much more, uh, they're better oriented for the future and they just have better management systems there. And so, like, there were players in the West that they've been balling out, like, you got a De'Aaron Fox who's been balling out mm-hmm. and he didn't make it. But again, there's just so many players in the West when in comparison to the East that whenever, you know, it's like Devin Booker's not going to make it just because how many good players are in the West. And so, yeah. Um, good side question. Do you think that Devin Booker stays in Phoenix his whole career? Uh Especially if they're able to make a run this season or the next couple seasons, like like a deep run, like I'm talking, you know, Western Conference Finals, uh, right? Potential Finals appearance. I think I think he will. I think he. I get kind of the Kobe vibe from him, and I think okay, cool. I think he'll kind of turn the Suns franchise into a into a much bigger, you know, name altogether. Yeah, he doesn't seem like someone who would really need to change. The only reason I was thinking about that is because, like I just said. Uh, in the West, there's just so many players. So I thought maybe he'd want to go to the East and just try to carry a Bush team. But I guess that there are people will find an asterisk for literally anything nowadays. Yeah. I'm sure that people would create an asterisk for that. Um, transitioning back into the league that ended uh, almost a month ago with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hoisting the Super Bowl trophy. Like we said, uh, Chip, my boy, is a Bears fan. And if you guys have been watching the podcast, you know that because I poke shit and <laughs> make fun of him all the time for being a Bears fan. Um, even though his team did make the playoffs. So congratulations to that, my we guy. Did. Um <laughs> Even though to be destroyed on Nickelodeon. Very short so, Hey, Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> MVP. 
Oh man, got the MVP and then got n- not re-signed by your team. Um, so one thing that I, one thing that's been in the news a lot lately, and of course it is because it's the fucking Dallas Cowboys. And when are we not talking about the stupid team, is the Dak contract situation. I guess there were reports that came out today that because uh, yesterday someone was like, "Yeah, the Cowboys are close to a deal with Dak," and then I think Shefty or Rappaport came out today and was like, "That I don't know who said that. It's wrong. They're not even close on an agreement. They don't know what's going to happen." So my opinion is the Dak is worth like between 30 and 33 million dollars. I think the whole Jared Goff contract and Carson Wentz contracts kind of fud, fucked up the 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 worth of quarterback contracts cuz they got overpaid highly uh, even though I do like them as quarterbacks they just got overpaid and so you know you got quarterbacks like Dak who are going to be overpaid as well. And so I think that re- realistically Dak is worth between like 27 and 32 million dollars, but what he wants is 40 and what the Cowboys are willing to pay is like 35, which I still think is overpay. Um you know what are what do you think? What what are your thoughts on the Dak contract situation? I mean, I think Dak's a Dak's a great quarterback, um, but I mean it's tough because I don't know coming off coming off an injury it's always it's always hard to determine. Um, I like Dak to be uh, you know the the future of Dallas, but it, I mean it's really it's really iffy. The whole the whole quarterback uh, what quarterbacks are worth is. Uh, pretty inconsistent as well because i mean you got uh stafford um or uh yeah the stafford golf thing happening you know but then so that just raises the stock of like you know players like deshaun watson for the like trading but then you know they they might also actually go for less which makes no sense but uh, it is what it is so the whole the whole worth of a quarterback in the nfl right now i think is kind of up and down uh so yeah i'm not really 100 percent sure on what's gonna happen with the Dak contract thing, but uh, yeah, would you would you take him in in Chicago? Would I take that? I would take Dak in Chicago. Yes, yes, I would. Would you take Dak for thirty seven million dollars? <clears throat> I would. No, I would. Uh, what, I, I, <laughs> dude? Because the reason why is Chicago's in a spot right now where our defense is just getting older. And we need to win right now, and one of those major pieces to fill is the quarterback. Um, Chip, it's thirty-seven million dollars. You you ruined my segment. I, I thought you were gonna say no, so I was gonna be like, exactly. There's no market for him, but you ruined it. No, no, no. there's no, there's no way. There's no way. Thirty-seven million dollars. Just draft someone. Take I don't know Kyle Trask in this draft. Take someone. Don't fucking no, no, take no. Dra- this, Dak. This is why. This is why. This is why. Because. Dak is unlike unlike drafting a player, you know. Obviously, these players aren't proven, and I also don't trust us to draft a player after we passed up on uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes to That's take Mitchell fair. Trubisky. I, I can give you that. <laughs> That's pretty fair. So I don't really trust the drafting process of drafting a quarterback with our franchise. But uh, Dak has proven that he's a he's a good quarterback when he's healthy, and uh, I think he'd be you know just what we need in Chicago, especially. You know, with how close we are to filling those spots, I think uh, if if, Dak, if we were to sign Dak, I think Allen Robinson, I think he'd stay, um, and so then at that point, I think we're legitimate contenders. See, now you said Dak has proven to have success, and I agree with you, he has. Um, but don't you think there's a sense of like, all right, they had the number one O line for consecutive years, they mm-hmm. had one of the best backs in the league for consecutive years, they traded to get a, a top 
arguably a top 15, uh, top 10 wide receiver. And then they also had a great wide receiving core. And for two of those years, they had a, a, a relatively okay defense. So do you not think that the, you know, he was drafted into a situation? Because then, I mean, if he goes to the Bears, you guys obviously have the defense he never had. Mm-hmm. Or if he goes to the Niners, they have the defense that he never had. But, you know, your offensive line isn't as good. You have inconsistent weapons when it comes to, you know, running back. I know David Montgomery was able to finally get his stuff together ne- uh, last year, but you never know if it's a new system. If he goes to, like, the Niners, or the, uh, I think other plays are, like, the Broncos, it might offer him a contract. You know, you're getting a completely different system. You're getting a different offensive line, different running back, different wide receivers. So don't you think there's like that's the reason I'm like kind of iffy on 37 million. I'm like, well, I mean, you haven't or not even just your 37 million, but even anything down to 33 million. I'm like, well, he's been with one of the best mm-hmm. O lines running backs and had the best weapons. So don't you think there's a little bit of that? Or at this point, you're like, I don't care. We were eight and eight last year. We still make the playoffs, <laughs> and we just need a quarterback. Is that where you're at? That that is that's pretty much where I at where I'm at. But I'm I mean I agree with you because I'm personally. Uh, I'm not one of those Chicago fans who just hates and hates and hates on Trubisky because I think he's a good player. Um, I think you know our O line needs a lot of work, and I think if if we had a really 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 strong offensive line, then uh, Trubisky would be a lot better than he is. So that's yeah, that's a good point about Dak. But I think Dak is obviously better than Trubisky, so I think he would you know look past it, he'd be able to look past that and uh, and yeah. To the point to where you know we need a quarterback right now. And <laughs> what teams do you think? Because that's another thing that I'm with. Like, why would you take? Like, why would you pay Dak so much uh, as the Cowboys? Because there's no market. Or do you think that there are any other teams that would be willing? Because like, I mean, again, as a fan of the Bears, you just said you wouldn't be, you wouldn't mind paying 37 million. Do you think there are any other teams that would be willing to pay? You know, between 35 and 38 million dollars. I don't, I don't know if there's really is a team to the point to where we're at because, uh, you know. There, there are teams who are a quarterback or a piece away or a quarterback away, but uh, our situation is a little bit different because we have never actually like we've never had like our 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 best quarterback in the history of our franchise is Jay Cutler, and that's and that's really concerning. Um, so we're just kind of like damn, we're just kind of like yeah, like give give us a quarterback, <laughs> while other franchises might be like okay yeah we need one we're we're probably about a piece away but I don't know if thirty seven million is. Yeah, worth that. But all right, that's fair. Uh, wrapping up the Dak thing, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some quarterbacks, and I just want you to pick if you take Dak or if you take this other quarterback. Okay. So, uh, so we got Aaron Rodgers. Don't answer the question. We know the answer. We got Tom Brady. Don't answer the question. We know the answer. Mm-hmm. We got Patrick Mahomes. Don't answer the question. We know the answer. <laughs> we got Deshaun Watson. Don't answer. Josh Allen. Don't answer. Russell Wilson. Don't answer. Now here's where I'm gonna start getting controversial. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson or 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 Dak Prescott or Dak. Lamar Jackson. Okay, Ryan Tannehill. Think about Dak in Tennessee and think I, about that's Ryan. That's what I'm thinking. Dallas. I'm gonna go Dak. Okay, uh, Justin Herbert. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think I think Herbert will be above, but I'm gonna go Dak right now. So you're saying right now? Right now. You're saying you would rather sign Dak Prescott? Okay, okay, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I thought we'd okay. Contract and all. We're contract talking contract and, okay, and all. Okay. Herbert. Herbert. <laughs> okay. Kyle, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is good, but I think okay. he's a little overrated. Um Ooh. I'm not he's good. He's great. Not So you're taking yeah. Kyler in that case? Yeah, I'm taking Kyler, yeah. Alright, and Baker Mayfield? Mm-hmm. Because of what he was at, I'm gonna go Baker. Baker Mayfield. Okay, I'm gonna give you three more. Okay. Or four more. We got oh no, yeah, three more. We got Matthew Stafford. Okay, I, Matthew Stafford. I really okay. like Matthew Stafford. 
Uh, Derek Carr. This is really close. Uh, since we're talking contract and all, I'm Derek Carr. Okay, last one, Kirk Cousins. Hmm. There's no way that Kirk Cousins would end up in Chicago because you know he's in Minnesota. But um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Dak. Yeah. See. I have Dak around 15, like 15, 14, 13th-ish best quarterback in the NFL. And almost every single quarterback that we named is is getting paid, besides like Matthew Stafford and a couple of the rookie or the younger players, they're getting paid more than Dak is, and I think that's where Dak kind of fits. I think that your your contract ranking should be about where you are ranked in the quarterback world. So I think that's why I think $30 million is great. Um, all right, cool. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, in our next segment... We're doing, of course, it's like one of the new favorites. We got But I Mean coming up. Even Chip brought his own But I Mean. Yep. So make sure you guys stick around for that. We'll be talking about that in a quick second. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. If you guys didn't miss it in the last leg, we brought in my boy, Chip. We talked about the all-star uh, announcements for the reserves and if we thought there were any snubs or any players who didn't deserve to make it in, as well as the Dak Prescott contract Cowboys negotiation because it's the fucking world and we talk about the Cowboys all the time and it pisses me off. But, hey, <laughs> it's content, so I'm not going to complain. Anyways, uh, in this final leg of the podcast, we got our But I Mean Takes for this week. If you guys are new to the podcast or if you guys have missed it, this is something new I've introduced since we've come back from our hiatus. Uh, but I Mean is essentially just like... It's like when you're talking with your friends and you just kind of have that thought and you're like, like, I know, I know this is happening, but I mean, why can't this other thing happen? And you'll, you'll catch on. Don't worry. You guys will catch on. So I'll give mine and then I'll have Chip give his and then I'll give my final one to end it off. And I'm sure Chip will have thoughts on mine. I'm sure I'll have <laughs> thoughts on Chip's. So this is going to be a fun time. So my first, but I mean of this week. Now. I know Carson Wentz had a season that made him look broken beyond repair. But, I mean, why can't Frank Wright get Wentz back to MVP form with the Colts? I mean, come on. Let's, let's think about this, like, like, realistically here, okay? He's getting a good old line. He's getting a great young defense. He's got a great young running back in Jonathan Taylor. He's got a wide receiver who won't give him jack shit, not even his freaking jersey number, and Michael Pittman. They might resign T.Y. Hilton. Maybe Allen Robinson's pissed because the Bears don't get anyone good for him to throw to. <laughs> so he goes to the Colts. Maybe Kenny Galladay goes to Colts. Maybe Juju Smith-Schuster goes, like, maybe they get these players. What? And Frank Reich, last time he was with them, they almost he, he should have won MVP, honestly. And he tore his ACL, and then the rest is history. They won the Super Bowl without him. But, I mean, hey, why not? Do you think that the, that that's a realistic thing? I I I don't know. I I didn't want to sign Wentz, um, but I mean, who's who's you know who's to say he can't get back to that form? I mean, I think it's definitely possible, but I think it's a lot more likely that he stays uh, where he's at than because usually you see players you know fizzle out or stay where they where they how they're playing rather than go back to uh, you know. MVP form. You don't uh, think he's gonna get like Tannehill, like do total dog shit because of the system <laughs> he was in and players he was surrounded by, and then just moves teams. You don't think Frank Reich's gonna fix that? I mean, I I think there's a I think there's a lot better chance he does that where he's at now rather than doing it uh being able to do it in Chicago. You um, know what? That's fair. I feel like that's because, fair. I, I, the, yeah, I mean, n- none but, none of a none, no not a lot of Chicago fans I talked to really wanted him. Um, but that's not a total diss on him. I think he can. Uh, 
I, th I think he can definitely play a lot better than he was, but I don't know if he can fully get back to, you know, what he once was. Wow, that's pretty fair. Um, what's what's your what I mean take? <laughs> All right, so I know that you know the Jazz and the Clippers and the Lakers are in the top three in the West and playing really good, especially the Jazz. But why can't the Phoenix Suns be a top two team in the West? <laughs> Because here, here's what I'm thinking. The Suns have won 12 of their last 14. They're balling out. It's not like they're on a downward spiral. They're playing the best basketball they have all season. And, you know, the Lakers have Anthony Davis out, you know. It's just the Clippers are playing well. The Jazz are playing well. But in my eyes, the Suns are just as good of a team as the Jazz are. And I think, you know, when it comes when it comes playoff time, I think we'll definitely see the Lakers or the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. But uh, I think the other one will probably be Phoenix, if I'm being honest. No, nah, I, li I like that a lot, actually. I mean, um, they're, like, like we mentioned in the last podcast, we were talking about the book. You know, they're the four seed right now. And, I mean, they're only getting better. CP3 has been shown that he just kind of elevates teammates. He's just a good overall, you know, teammate to elevate a system. And I think one of the things a lot of people are forgetting about is, like, yeah, they have a good roster. But, I mean, DeAndre Ayton didn't really play last year, so he didn't get time to evolve and grow as a player. So that's, like, his second year is essentially this year. And he's already showing, like, growth. I, mean, I remember when he got drafted, the big knock on him was, like, oh, he might not be able to play defense. Now he's, like, playing defense, and his offense is more <laughs> of the concern. But, I mean, he's going to get better. So, I mean, I really like that take. I don't know if I'd say – I mean, actually, I don't know if I wouldn't say they're not better than the Jazz. I think them and the Jazz might be the same team. Hold on, we got to pause for a quick second because I think Amona's punching air right now. <laughs> okay, not that's passed. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that them and the Jazz are kind of like the same team. I actually got to see them play the Jazz. They're a great team to watch. They're really fun to play. Um, I don't know about the Lakers. I feel like they might be able to pull off the Clippers if the Clippers are playing how they did in, last, in the bubble last year again against this team. I actually thought it would have been super cool if we would have got to see the bubble Suns play the Clippers. That would have been really interesting. Oh, yeah. But, um, I mean, I could see them finishing the three seed. I just don't see the Jazz, like, going on a – like, I just don't see the Jazz f finishing lower than maybe the three seed just because record-wise they're already so ahead. I'm not saying talent-wise, but and then the Lakers and the Clippers, I don't see them too. So I mean, the Clippers might fall down a little bit, and the Phoenix might take their spot. But I definitely, I like that. That's like that's a good take. <laughs> uh, the thing, the th how I feel about it is, like you said, the Jazz are playing uh, unbelievable. You know, regular season Warriors is what I'm not like Warriors in terms of the team, but you know, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think you know, come play up at the after after the what is it, 72 games now because of. Yeah, because of the, yeah. the COVID impact. Yeah. So after the 72 games is up, I think the Jazz will be a top-two team. I think the Suns will probably be, you know, I think they have potential to crack into the top-two teams in the West, but I think they'll probably be three. And I think the Clippers will actually be two, or one or two, whichever the Jazz isn't. And then uh, I think the Lakers will drop back to four, maybe even five. But that's that's just the regular season. You know, obviously come playoff time, LeBron comes out, and I think, I think the Lakers will honestly probably have another trip back to the finals. Um, no, I agree, I agree with you. I think that's one of the things I was talking to Mona about uh, a couple of days ago with the Jazz. It's just like, yeah, the Jazz are one of those teams that's, you know, since they haven't had that much success in the postseason, the, the regular season is going to be a lot to them if they can show out and win a lot of games. Mm -hmm. But the Lakers are going to take this, like, they're obviously taking this AD thing really slow. Um, they're resting, they're going to probably start resting LeBron a little bit more, like, playing time wise. Um, and just because they, like, LeBron and 
Co can recognize like, okay, this is we're we're gonna make the playoffs. It's yeah. literally not an impossibility. We should be well rested. And so I agree with you. I think I still think the Jazz and the Suns, if they make it, they can make like pro, like most likely the second round, possibly the third round. Um, I mean that could be a but. I mean later in the later in the in in the year it's just like well, but I mean why can't they make the conference finals? Yeah. So I, I definitely just want to see because that's my one concern with those teams right now is just that the fact they'll be gassed. I think uh, while well, Devin Booker is the best player, I think you know the best player on that team. He, Chris Paul has got to be the most important player on that team because seeing what Chris Paul was able to do last year with that uh, with that Oklahoma City Thunder team to be able to then go to Phoenix with an even better team. You know who's who's to say they're not to make the Western Conference Finals? Uh, yep, so I I really answer. like Chris Paul leading that team, and I think they could make a really deep run. Cool, cool. All right, here's my last one. I'm actually very curious what Chip's gonna say about this. So I know, I'm aware, I can see that they are currently the sixth seed. And, and and they also have like the 76ers and, and the Nets in their conference. But I mean, why can't the Celtics be instant contenders if they're able to sign Boogie Cousins? I mean, a report came out, we talked about in News of the Week, that Boogie is going to be released by the Rockets, which is weird, they're not going to trade him. But I mean, surely the Celtics are going to be like the number one team to try and go after him because one of their biggest issues right now is big man and their depth. So I mean... Why can't Boogie Cousins be that last thing to put them over the mark? What are your thoughts on that? Actually, I really like that because, uh, you know, the 76ers playing amazing. The Bucks are up there. But the Celtics, you know, they hadn't been playing as well recently. But I still legitimately think that come playoff time, especially especially if they're able to sign Boogie Cousins, then uh, they can be, you know, again, back to where they were, one of the top two teams in the East battling for that Eastern Conference position. Because, I mean, this – an aside, not a hot take, but just a side take. I don't think Giannis. I, Giannis needs help. He can't make it to the finals right now. I just, with the team he has, I do not think he can get there. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be the 76ers and the Celtics. I think it's really going to come down to those teams, um, especially if they're able to sign Boogie Cousins. I think that would be huge. Uh, you know, get Tatum, Brown, all, all all of them playing together and well could be incredibly scary. Do you think they'd be able to knock off the Nets? That that's that's really tricky. I really like uh I really like your take on uh the Nets trading Kyrie, but um. Thank you. Thank no, I, you. I really like that because it makes total. Why instead of having three superstars who you know want the want the ball, why not why not trade one of them for some great assets to complement you know James Harden and Kevin Durant. Um, I mean, speaking of teams that are that could be contending for Boogie Cousins, like why not the Nets too? I know that obviously him yeah. and Harden had his issues, but like they need a big man right now, and Boogie could be that deep big man that they need. So yeah, no, I think I, I just think talent wise that the Nets might be able to pull it off against a team like the Celtics. Um, mm-hmm. But I think come championship time they would be able to pull it off against any other team just because you know depth overall is going to help out teams. So yeah, I mean I just I just think Boogie going to. Uh, the Nets is like, or not to the Nets, to the Celtics is really, really great for both parties because also Boogie would be, you know, playing minutes that matter to him as well, not just to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, the the Nets, uh, I, I, yeah, you're right, I didn't even touch on the Nets, but um, I, either way, whether they uh, whether they sign Boogie, whether they trade Kyrie, which you know, I don't know if that would happen, but um, I think the Nets will, uh, obviously, I think they can make it to the third round. 
Um, but, you know, the 76ers, if the Celtics were to sign Boogie Cousins, I think both of them are legitimate, like, could take them to seven, could beat them, and go to the finals. Yeah, I mean, depth is definitely one of the most important things in the NBA. It's not always just star power. I mean, a lot of things people were talking about lately was, like, which team is better, the current day Nets or, like, the Prime Warriors, and everyone's at the Prime Warriors because they mm-hmm. didn't just have the, the superstars, they also had the depth. Yeah. Um, so there we go. The but I means I had the Carson Wentz could go back to to MVP form with the Colts maybe. Uh, Chip had well I mean dude, why can't the Suns contend for not only the conference championship but the NBA championship? And then I had why can't the Celtics be great with Boogie Cousins? Um, Mr. Chipper, Mr. Cinco Two Five, one of the first guys I ever met whilst doing YouTube. Haven't even met you in person. It'll happen soon, though. Don't worry, you will be on the couch soon. That sounded kind of <laughs> sus. Don't think about that too hard. Uh, thank you so much for coming to the show, man. I'm really glad that we were able to set this up. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And I also uh, I want to have you on in the future shows, whether it's virtual or in person. Uh, I really love doing this. I'd love to get more guests on virtual. So, hey, if you guys want to be on the show, if you guys know anyone wants to be on the show as well, please let me know. If you guys want to have Chipper back on the show, let me know as well. Chipper, if he wants, his uh, his socials will be in the description. You guys should follow him on Twitter. Actually, his Twitter is really great. He's been getting into betting lately. He's kind of a genius. Come NFL time, he's probably going to come on the show and have some wallet winners. So just putting that out there. But, Chip, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, and I will see you guys in the next one of the podcast. I hope you guys have a great day. Have a great week. Stay healthy and stay safe. Have a good time, guys. See you later.